Okay. Song of the Shining Night. That's what I'm doing on my turn. Each hero now gets a might token. Ha ha! Hmm, well, well, that's nice. It's nice for us. I'm going to play Interlude because I saved it to save someone. And I don't want it in my hand when it comes back around to me. Can I just like stir fork both of you guys? <laughs> Did you bring uh, a long starter set hero to this game? Also, you forgot to announce your uh, copper creation so you don't get your mm. copper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Miss Trigger. Welcome, Miss Trigger. <laughs> Sharked me. It's too late. Fuck the it. window closed. You, you dorsal fin fuck. <laughs> Yeah. I know you're into shark stuff. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the reaction step. <laughs> Where it's just like this. It's just like this. Uh, today we're going to be talking about all of the goodies that are coming in the new product announcement that happened about Round the Table, a collaboration with the professor of magic the gathering and legend story studios What's yeah, that, dudes? you mean Tolarian community college <laughs> what's up yeah he's he's fully on board with uh flesh and blood it, nowadays it, it doesn't it doesn't say Tolarian community college on his driver's license it says professor <laughs> of magic the gathering on his driver's <laughs> license so kind of mm. kind of referencing him as a person rather than his overall empire. So like, I know they've got like esports that they're introducing to schools. Can we get like TCG sports introduced to schools and like get jobs, just playing games with students, <laughs> organizing events. Can we do this? Is this a thing? I didn't know uh, that it is like, it is now sports schools are playing each other in call of duty and stuff. I think so, yep. yeah. Probably like League of Legends and Dota and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Shit. Are you going to become that kind of coach, Taylor? Yeah, when I'm like, uh, when I can no longer do, you know, coaches do that like kind of squatting and like arm arm waving, you know, uh -huh. a little bit, you know, as they as they coach. Yeah. Um, or like if but I you're can't in get like down dress on one pants. knee. Yeah. So if I can't hard. get down on like one knee with the clipboard as my team huddles around me yeah i'll switch to esports coach right. um which those are real jobs you can get at at least the collegiate level i'm unsure that's what i'm what saying they will pay <clears throat> let's bring but, bring f flesh and blood to uh the college circuit pack 12 I applied for has died but we can rebirth it with flesh and blood <laughs> i have uh i applied for some of those jobs uh before my current job and i was just like i don't know what this means I'm going to apply for it. Nice. I'm qualified. I have a degree in sports. <laughs> two of them. It's an eSports. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's, too, it's too bad it's like Call of Duty instead of, you know. Well, I don't know. Who knows what it is. Whatever it's at school. It's probably like League of Legends. Yeah, but I just mean it. For my old man brain, it seems, would seem healthier for kids to like play board games together instead of. Or do that like math sports, game but. where you traverse a maze and do math or something. 
totally. you know, like an <laughs> educational. Remember, okay, I know this is still off topic, but you remember those typing games where you had to like type sentences and like, yeah, Mario, Mario teaches typing. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's why I'm an do those? typer. I hope so because it's like the okay, best well, way. At the high school I work at, we do not have a computer class. One kid didn't even know where their web browser was on their phone. Wait, when you and I went to school, they had a computer class because mm-hmm. computers were just starting out. Uh-huh. How do they not now have a computer class? Because they have phone class now where everyone just looks at their phone. Which is called That's first true. through sixth period. This is They're like everybody knows <laughs> yeah. how to use this. This is my TikTok <laughs> machine that my mom yeah. yells at me on sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it totally. makes phone yeah. calls too. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell's a me. phone call? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like yeah. a voice memo? Hey. hey, all right. Okay, let's let's bring it back. Colin, read us what's going on here. Give us the the stats. All right, we've got round the table. As we said, it's a collaboration between the Tellurian Community College and LSS. Uh. It's a, I don't know, should I just read this thing, I guess? Yeah, read it. Just, just read it. Can't flesh be and blood, Flesh and blood, round the table. I don't like that it's colon, TCC <laughs> times LSS. Like, do we? is that the full product name that we have to call it? Anyways. <laughs> yeah, we're making content here. It's round, fine. <laughs> round the table contains four <laughs> ready-to-play Blitz decks designed for the fun-flowing ultimate pit fight a.k.a. UPF, multiplayer gameplay featuring over 100 new cards and a 24-inch rubber playmat, and all packaged inside a Teclo Industries 1,000-count storage box. <laughs> so it's a, it's a fancy packaging of Blitz decks with a box and a playmat. Um, yeah. So basically this comes with like... Everybody could buy one of these, and then you could all have the option of playing any deck in your UPF game against four or three other players. Or you could all play with just one box if each player plays one uh, one deck. However, each set only comes with one playmat, so um, you would be playmatless around the table. <laughs> and we've got the professor as... The alt art of the upcoming Professor Teklovasen from Bright Lights, Mechanologist Hero. We have Melody Sing Along, a new Bard class hero from Aria, which is both exciting and not. <laughs> we have Brevent, the civic protector, uh, Robocop from <laughs> Guardian from uh, Solana, and Ira, who's Ira, but with some Ira's new cool cards. Totally so, the coolest hero still. One of the coolest Ira. She's just does does good numbers, you know. She's got good numbers. If if I were maybe to play this and cuz now you've inspired me. Uh if I do play Brevent, I will play him as like a animatronic person <laughs> yes citizen it is my turn i will block for you that's definitely how he talks yeah yeah return to your homes <laughs> with a name yeah. like that yeah. curfew enforced yeah totally 
This is your final warning, child. Curfew taste, enforced. Taste my hammer, villain. I like that his <laughs> arms is called Civic Guide. It's like I'll guide your guide your ass right back to your seat. If you know, I grasp you saying. with my Civic Guide and leading you to prison. <laughs> Anyways, so it's a weird design they went with. <laughs> really, really leaning into the. Anyways, <laughs> this would be a good actual. Maybe I will do this as a war forged paladin in my next D and D campaign. There we go. <clears throat> Continue. I I do like the professor character. I really like the professor, and I like how he's collaborating with LSS to bring this product. And um, you know, he's just a nice guy. And this is a really like casual, fun space to have this kind of um less serious design i think so i'm i'm for having the you know professor upf blitz character um spin off here totally i think that's super cool i think you know he's been an early kind of big name champion of the game um and i think it's it's really cool that lss decided to be like well what should we make because he is someone who that's like his whole gig is like telling people like, you don't need to buy this thing. Cause you could just buy these couple cards and like, you know, you, you save your money and don't buy into the whole, I got to collect everything kind of right. hype, which is like kind of <laughs> goes against the business model of TCGs. Um, <clears throat> but despite that, you know, he's kind of beloved and uh, this is a pretty cool way to, to put him in the game and it just works, you know, like he was, it is Teclo boss. And so, that all works out. I'm I I think I like the idea. I like the you know packaging of it. Although it it does seem a little expensive. It's coming in at like seventy dollars. Yeah, sixty nine ninety. It's like four Very blitz decks, and then the play mat and the box, which like you know all of those things have value. But you also can't get any of these things without, you know, it's all, you can only get it set in in the whole set. So, you know, automatically I have like concerns that we're going to have another, uh, you know, classic battle situation where Glistening Steel Blade is printed and people are buying these things just to get one card to add to their (laughs) CC deck. So I really hope that that's not the case. Um, But I don't know. It's too early to tell. The the kind of collection of characters is also a little odd tonally. <laughs> like a uh, mechanologist has like a crazy mech suit and also cards like apocalypse, uh, autumn automaton. automaton. Oh, yeah. They spelled yeah. it wrong on the website. Apocalypse automaton. And then you have the bard who's just got like song of sweet, sweet nectar <laughs> <laughs> and song of the wandering mind. Um, and then, you know, the, the RoboCop has literally a card called Lay Down the Law. <laughs> and then there's Ira who's just doing like ninja cat stuff, which is cool that they like leaned in the cat's cat part of this. Um, but it's just like a little weird just because it the mechanologist clearly stands out as like looking very powerful and everyone else is kind of just like having fun <laughs> yeah totally it's like uh 
I mean, it, it, it's similar, but but not one to one of those people who show up in Star Trek uniforms to the uh, Renaissance Fair, you know, and they're like, oh, whoa, you know, scanning. <laughs> that, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, whoa, interesting, you know. Yeah, so my I first kind of like that. My first thought was like, how is Ira not just going to massacre all of these people with like red? bittering thorns and you know stuff like that yeah (laughs) i think you know all right we have no idea we've only gotten a couple cards and then we can kind of go through the cards too um i really do hope because they're selling it as a package that these things are really tuned to kind of play off each other and lean into that um you know based on the design of the bard where basically everything she does benefits everybody else and then she makes copper tokens and then the guardian just can protect every he can block for everybody else it seems like they're really leaning into like the politics side of it of like oh like i'll block for you if you do this or like you know that kind of thing which um i'm not sure if that's even like the most fun part of upf but that's kind of the game that they're you know leaning into here i think yeah from now i could be off base but i think that's part of the reason why people like these social games you know is the social politicking part you know it's like the same people who get jazzed up about settlers of Catan. you know nobody cares about like the dice rolling everybody cares about when you're just like, I'm a, I got two wheat right here. Give me a sheep. Give me a sheep. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know, that's the part people like when you get to fucking swindle your friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody's like, oh, I can't. I love rolling these dice and then collecting resources. That's such that's so fun and engaging. They yeah. love to trade. So it's Next like the same I hit thing. A seven, rolling dice is fun, Taylor. I strongly me. disagree with that statement. <laughs> I mean, dice is rolling is fun, but like, come on, you're just rolling two d sixes, like, and then being like, huh? Oh, I didn't get a sheep. Now I got to trade for it. You know? Yeah, totally. So, uh, I think that maybe, you know, that they've leaned into that means that those people who enjoy that aspect of this type of game will really like that. You know what I mean? And having played UPF a few times, there's definitely like a as a, a player on your island, you are kind of terrified every time because for some reason you want to not die, I guess. I don't know. And so having a cop to help you police the table <laughs> is kind of nice, <clears throat> you know? And then also having someone who's like unassuming and just there to help everybody else out. Yeah, yeah it's like, also seems good. Who's you gonna know? who's gonna attack the bard when they're just like giving you life and cards and shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, it is it is self correcting in that way, right? Where it's like if somebody's too powerful or playing too well or cutthroat or something, you know, like the table can correct itself. So there's less like balance issues, maybe if you're playing at a four player table. Yeah. Uh, now all that being said, kind of my opinions largely 
Or, uh, I am unsure. So, like, does this help? This is my question, and then I, I will have more to say after my question, if that makes sense. So, my question is: Does this help the you're, casual side of? We're reserving a block of time after our answers. Okay. Yeah, before you get there, before you get there. So does this help like flesh and blood needs to have like kind of a casual format, you know what I mean? And make things a bit more accessible to players. Does that do, does this product do that? Unsure, would love to hear your opinions, but let me throw this out there first. Is a thousand dollar or like a thing that holds cards at at least our local shop is like three dollars then to play uh draft which can be pretty casual is like fifteen dollars you know what i mean and then you get to play like games and be social in like a draft scenario and then you have a place to like put your cards afterwards you know what i mean and you're actually getting to like play a version of the game that's like uh a real thing out in the world so it's just like and then there's like a chance you get the random play mat you know for armory or whatever so like i don't know and there are maybe cards you're actually going to use who knows how many of these cards in this product you will then get to springboard your collection from. So I'm just saying like, I don't know if that fits in the window that maybe it's supposed to. I'm unsure what this, where this product lands and who it's for and what, what is its job? So Mm. help Isaac, let me hear your (laughs) thoughts first. Okay. I'll go first. Um, Yeah. So I, don't know something flesh and blood has always struggled with attracting new players and having casual settings i think part of the reason this game is so good is because it's fairly intricate and complex to play and rewards high skill but that makes it really hard for new players to enter even at like armory level because if you are just starting out you're just going to lose like 30 games straight until you figure it out unless you're you know, already, uh, you know, TCG whiz and have the mind for it. I think the barrier to entry is pretty uh, high for a lot of people. So I don't know if this product in particular answers that question or like provides that, you know, space for players to play. But I do think that it is definitely in the right spirit. Like I would happily play this set casually with people if there were people at our local game store who had one and wanted to play i think that would be pretty fun and one of my gripes uh this past year with flesh and with my personal flesh and blood experience is that i get zero kitchen table fun times out of the game you know Mm -hmm. it's like all competitive right like armory is more relaxed and more fun but it's still like a very competitive, um, I don't know, setting, I guess. And then going to bigger tournaments is like hyper competitive. And there's just the, none of that like laid back, um, you know, kitchen table aspect. So 
I feel like this product is trying to inject that into the game a bit. And there are lots of people who at callings and I assume locally also, you know, play side events and play UPF and just love it. And that's like what they're there for. They love UPF. So, um, hopefully this will, you know, provide that for people. Colin, what do you think? I agree with a lot of what you said. I think there is a flesh and blood has a, you know, balancing act that they're trying to perform. They made this game to be like the most like fair competitive game that they could that, you know, highlighted skill and got rid of like dead non games as best as they could. Um, from like a design, you know, mechanical level of the game. Um, And I think, you know, and they put so much into the OP program. So like so much of it is designed for competition and rewards uh, high skill. And I think that's simultaneously why I love it and also struggle with it because I think it makes for all those interesting things. You kind of, as you learn to play, you learn, you know, if I do things this way, oh, if I save this card and pitch it, you know, it'll come back around later and I'm going to have this really great turn. And, you know, you kind of just like reveal these like different deep strategies that you can play. And then you have to learn like when those are appropriate and into what matchups and how your deck has to change and how do you have to change? You know, there's just many, many layers to it, but it's all, you know, it's all in the context of competition. Like you get, they have so many cool promos that you get from winning, you know, you can sometimes get a play mat from the raffle, but you know, the other way to do it is by winning. So there's just so much of it that's geared towards that, that I feel like they've all, they've like tried really hard to figure out, well, how do we sell this to, you know, kitchen table, social gaming kind of things. And I think that's just really hard. Like one, like UPF in my mind just doesn't feel like regular flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little chaotic, Um, but that can also be part of the fun. But the only time I've played it is that like an armory where like you're trying to win, like, you know, like there's no, it's like never just been like, oh yeah, let's just like have fun and do that. Cause like, if I wanted to do that, we could just play and have fun. Like the, like then CC, like that's, you can just do that with your friends and have a good time. There's not like, to me, like that is the game that is fun. So like to have like, to have to have a different version of the game where the fun exists, you know, is like a little at odds with itself, I think. Mm. But I do totally understand like the, the presentation of it and the packaging, you know, it's like, this is, this is like a totally different way to engage engage with the same mechanics. And I think previously, you know, I just haven't played enough UPF, but like, you know, when, like I said, when I have, it's always been in like a competitive situation. Um, but it's, if you're just out there playing with friends, like, you know, you get a lot more of that negotiation and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of table talk and like, you know, Cause like, you know, now it's not just you versus one person, it's you versus everybody. 
And so every now and then you're going to be like, no, don't do that. Hit this guy because he's going to do this. And you're just like, oh, yeah. So you can like manipulate the game just by talking to the players in it, which is like kind of a different level of it. And I think it brings it more into the realm of, you know, like board gaming, you know, where it's like we're all playing this game together. We're all trying to win, but it's, uh, you know, it's a group activity and not just a head to head thing. Because I think that, I think that is an important distinction too, because the head to head feels very different than one V three or more. It's, it's more intimate and can like easily feel bad. Uh, if like things go wrong and you just kind of get tilted, like it's hard to like, you know, regulate that just between two people. But if you have like a larger group that like, I think allows for more opportunity for that kind of just being like, you know, laughing at the situation and just like enjoying like the highs and lows together rather than being like, Oh no, like, you know, I suck at this like competitive game kind of thing. So yeah, I think it's cool that they're, they're leaning into that. They want to give a product that, you know, can you know support that by design i think that's really important because like all the other blitz decks and stuff you wouldn't be like oh yeah play this in upf like this one is like it's tuned to provide an interesting interaction in that group social setting and i think that's really cool big caveat to all of that is like is that is that the game that we want to introduce new players to and it is it does it feel like flesh and blood Mm-hmm. when they play that game and you know will it i mean and i guess it's fine if it like splits the community and like people get really into upf like i mean magic is like mostly commander yeah. players so like yeah. as long as they like the game and support it and the game you know what they make the cards they make can support that version of the game that they like i think that's really good but it's it feels like i don't i don't know if i'm like yeah this is like Let's try this out. I guess I might maybe, but I don't know. It's yeah. It feels weird because like then I'm the one buying it, but I'm like the one who already is invested in this game. So it's not shouldn't really be for me to buy to show my friends how to play. Um, but that's kind of what it feels like the product is. Yeah, that's I. That's the thing I I struggle with uh, trying to understand this product, and I you know fully get that perhaps that's because it's not for me. You know what I mean? Uh, but if I can put myself in shoes where I'm like, I would like to try this game out. Hmm. This, these two blitz decks are like, you know, uh, $30 and I only need one friend and this thing's $70. And I still only need one friend, but that like, isn't as good of a entry point. It feels like when like trying a thing, you know, in my opinion, uh, and I could be off base here with magic and commander, but, uh, from one of the things that magic lends itself to in the commander format is you can kind of like, play this little engine game kind of on your island for a little bit. You know, you're like, I'm just, I'm just creating rats 
over here, or I'm just doing taxes or like all of these crazy things you can do in like magic or whatever, you know, with like a large deck, you can kind of like have your own little Island where you're like playing stuff and doing things. And, and it's, and that can be fun. Whereas in UPF flesh and blood, you're just like, uh, you know, am I going to get attacked this time? Like, yeesh. <laughs> You know, By both people next to me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which I personally always hate that stuff. I hate getting ganged up on. It makes it brings back childhood trauma. So, and I think that happens in both both formats. But so, like, I guess if you're the bard, you're just like I'm just singing songs and making copper, and then you have like a big payoff. You know what I mean? Um, so maybe that will exist with these. Four heroes, but then if you're like Ira, you're just like, I'm gonna just scratch your fucking eyeballs out with my crouching tigers with the you new know? card, scratch eyeballs out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, it's just, uh, I, the last little bit here of my uh, diatribe is I think it's a cool product and. I do want to try it and I would love to try it and be like, wow, this is such a fun curated experience. I will now purchase this because this is a thing I want to have in my collection as a longtime flesh and blood player because of how fun and curated it is. It makes for like a really fun uh, experience I can pull out of the closet sometimes and that sort of thing. And then the perhaps what's going to happen here with bright lights is that entry point with the three packs shuffle open shuffle play or whatever it is. Uh, Not the catchiest term, but that might slip into that like zone where we're talking about for new players or whatever. Okay. Diatribe over Isaac. It's your turn now. (laughs) Since we're just going around the table. Right, so let me just warm it up is, here. No, it is round the table, so just keep yeah, it going. Yeah. Keep it going. One thing I did want to talk about is um, how the the price point kind of ties in with the card set. Um, we talked about the price point is fairly high for this game um, or this set or whatever you want to call it, this box of stuff. Probably. But part of... I think part of the selling point there is these are all decks with all legal playable cards and they're all upgradable, right? But then that brings you to kind of this issue, like the singing steel blade issue, right? Where I think good design space would be that you don't have any chase cards in this set. So then players who want to be competitive don't have to spend like $160 a play set of like you know two different cards they need in their competitive decks or you know vendors don't have to rip apart a bunch of these just looking for chase cards and trying to like sell pieces and make their money back from them um so ideally the these upf decks won't have too many of those i know there's like red bittering thorns and there might be some other cards that people want um certainly no bard cards <laughs> but <laughs> people are pretty um, into civic steps as well 
Yeah. You know, but that's, I think just a quick off of what you were saying, if it's a piece of equipment, that's great. Cause you only need one civic steps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a good yeah. zone. Anyway, anyway, continue. That's fair. But yeah, so it, it kind of puts to me, it's like an impossible win here design wise, because m- me like as a collector or a competitive player, I would prefer that there are no chase cards in this like entry level UPF beginners set, but then to justify at $80 price point or $70, 80 $70, $70, um, $70 price point and advertise the decks as playable and upgradable and containing legal cards, the cards in them do have to be relatively relevant or to some degree playable outside of um, just playing within this four-player UPF um, design space. So to me, that's I we'll see what the cards look like, um, you know, when the full set is out. But to me, that's like it's like a lose-lose. I don't know how they should design that or what they should do there, or if they just hit a happy middle ground, but. You know, it's all even if it is just red bittering thorns at common, if it if it's a card you need, but the only way to get it is in this set is kind of odd, you know, um, but hopefully maybe in the future they can um, release chase cards in the whatever slot in bright lights or, you know, in some other way, history packs or something like that. Yeah. But. Does Jingle Wood smash hit? feel like a problematic name or just just a weird name <laughs> for the fiddle <clears throat> no I, honestly of all of all the punny names they like to come up with i like smash hit is where you smash your your fiddle on their head and it's yeah. destroyed like yeah. you get you get one good hit with your fiddle like as we yeah. all know so that's so. the time you're jingling your wood during the game but then you get a smash hit at the end Oh, is that so, what she meant? Yeah, you, know, you were putting a little one of those spins on it. I yeah. don't know what kind of spin yeah, I was. Oh, I thought that's what you're doing. Just jingle wood is is a word. There's two words that now make up one word. <laughs> Just now as a podcast is, is a bunch of that word, happens. words. Yeah, <laughs> it's a new word that you already find problematic. So. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I mean, is Melody sing along with her jingle wood smash hit going to, are we just going to side in wounded bulls? And now this is the new, this is the new terror of, uh, whatever that format's called blitz. No, no. Gonna happen? I don't think so. Are you sure? Why would, why not? Why would that be better if it has nothing to do with anything she does? I don't know. A hero with a blank text box <laughs> is not better than a hero with a text box that says something. Um, so if you like, there's no way Bard Bard isn't a Blitz character. Anyways, I don't. I was going to respond to what Isaac said, but now you've just put these <laughs> ideas in my head. <laughs> Isaac him. just got him. Just recite all of the last five minutes you talked. Yeah, so summarize what you just said. There. No, I think. Sure. It is, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> Bard is definitely, you can't play it 
you know, so it's not like even an upgradable deck. Like, it's not like you can play it in any other format. It's just going to be this. There's no other cards that really exist for it unless you're just throwing in generics. Um, and if that's the case, if you're just throwing in Wounded Bull, then people are just going to gang up on you and, you know, you'll be dead. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that the fear of a glistening steel blade situation is in my mind. I mean, red bittering thorns is very good. So I think that's already a, a sign that people will be wanting to buy this card. Hopefully I'm hoping that some of these cards are in that expansion slot in bright, bright lights. Like if that's, yeah, that'd be cool. That's how they should have done it. They should have released glistening steel blade as a card in the next expansion set. Like, so be like, don't worry, you can collect this card later. You don't need to buy this like, you know, $50 product to get, two cards or one card or whatever crazy thing it was. And I think that's hopefully something they, they learn from. Um, but you know, how much like outside of Ira and I guess the mechanologist hero, it's unclear how much the, uh, bard or the guardian in this set could really be useful outside of, um, you know, UPF, like it, they're clearly designed to interact with a table full of players rather than to right. just attack one other player. And I think mm -hmm. that is like, you know, that's the part where it's like, okay, cool. You have these characters who kind of doing this other thing, but then you have these other two characters who are clearly very like aggressive decks. Like, I mean, when you Evo out yourself as a mechanologist, you just have like rapid fire discounted pistol blast with a bonus hit, you know, and it's just like all with go again. And it's just like, okay, well you can shoot anybody at the table a bunch of times, <laughs> um, which all like feels a little, little crazy compared to like someone who's like, I know I sing a song that gives you a quick yeah. token. And you're like, although part of her defense is you just feel like a dick. If you're just like blasting the shit out of the bard, you know, somebody's going to do it. It's my civic like, duty to yeah. stop the automaton. <laughs> I will block for you. It's maybe how it happens. That's you got to play it that way, which is fun. Um, uh, I do. I do want to say artwork for 98% of it looks great. Packaging looks great. Very appealing. Uh, the design, I think, is really cool. Each hero does have a very particular flavor and artwork to it so like uh you know all of those things are uh bonuses for me i think uh with this product and that sort of thing so that's great there uh um, I, we will see yeah we'll just have to wait and see and uh we're ready to collab with lss and bring out the new attack action product anytime just all attack actions with us as characters. Yeah. <laughs> what will I do? I'll be the first sexy man illusionist <laughs> character. Yeah, I'll just be classic white guy hipster. Like, hey, want to have a craft brew I made and <laughs> listen to some vinyl? Maybe we'll get tattooed, you know? <laughs> Would you like some cider? I deal you three arcane damage. <laughs> <laughs> My, mine is mostly psychic damage, I think. Nice. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I I really hope that someone buys this and I get to play it and it's fun. Because if they can make something that's just fun on its own, absolutely, that can sell. I think the the other worries we've talked about are kind of just like things from the past that have been issues and, you know, thinking about as a whole how Flesh and Blood and LSS deals with the the issue of just like, you know, the, the casual play part of this game being very under, it's not even that it's underserved. It's just like, it's just not there. Like, it's yeah. like, unless you're just playing with your friends at your like house or your, you know, local pub or like, you know, your game store that, yeah, you know, it's just like, if you're doing, you're either doing it outside of everything they do or you're just, you know, part of the organized play competitive program. Like that's kind of it. And it kind of, it's hard sometimes, you know, that, you know, it's like, I would, I would love to just like, I've even thought about it. I was like, maybe I'll just go to armory and be like, okay, when everyone drops from armory, like you want to just play like for fun, <laughs> like, you know, like play three games yeah. in a row against the same person. Like that's like how you learn and get better and have fun is like, you just like, you know, just hang out and play versus play like games. always being like, okay, well, I got to, you know, oh, the promo this week is really cool. Cold foil. I hope I can win it. So, you know, yeah. now I'm feeling all this pressure, but <clears throat> one of the best things I've seen communities do is a uh, shout out to the Portland area PDX. And uh, they were doing commoner crawls. So at different pubs around the city, be like show up at, 11 learn how to play we got free commoner decks for you and then uh at noon we're serving beers and playing and it's like you know five bucks or whatever you know and that's the type of shit i'm talking about early i wish i lived in portland that would be awesome yeah me and friend of the show patrick and friend of the show levi we sometimes do ciders and cards over at our local cider company and that's a shit ton of fun nice yeah that sounds fun and i think you know if we're talking about it that way like does lss really need like to cater to some other like casual format and i think this is why it's like confusing because it's like like I said before, the the game itself is fun. There's nothing wrong with Flesh and Blood as the classic constructed format that is like, well, this is just, yeah. it's too hard for a regular person to like want to play. It's like, no, it's not. It's like got complications and there are complexities to it, but it's it's a fun game. Like it's really cool. And it's like, you're not going to bring in people who don't like this kind of game into liking it in any form. Like playing yeah. it as UPF, it's still the same core mechanics of the game if they don't enjoy that they're probably not gonna enjoy upf so it's really just like do we need like these you know oh like here's this casual only format you know set and it's just like what we really want and i'll just keep saying it is like you just need a cc deck that people can buy and play like stop making people like buy some like small deck for a format they can't really play anywhere to like not <laughs> and then they'd be like oh well how do i upgrade it? and they're just like oh man well you know you got to get all this stuff and it's just like just give them a th- like 
$30. It's not even, I think it would only be like 20 bucks. If like you can get a Blitz deck for $12, like for 20 bucks, you can get a 60 card deck, no sideboard, just like they did with the original heroes. Those were awesome. <clears throat> you could flip it over and it had a young hero and you just play with 20 health just because you're like just learning it. You're not actually going to like pitch stack and like figure anything out. So it's mm -hmm. just about playing a game and making it a little shorter and understanding it. Just like, I don't understand why that's a big, why is that so hard to do? They sell commander decks. Those are a hundred cards. Like, and they sell. And they're like a hundred dollars. Yeah. They sell tons of those because they do fun stuff in there and they don't even have to, but it's just like the game itself is good. We just need a better entry point. We don't need other formats, other versions of this game, you know, to like convince people that it's fun. They just need to be like, how do I start playing and how, what can I buy so that I can go to my game store and play at the events that they have? Well, you need a CC deck. So I don't know what to tell you. Like you got to buy a bunch of cards because none mm -hmm. of the blitz decks are really going to cut it for you. And I think that's, that's the part I'm always just constantly confused about. Um, that all being said, like this still looks like a fun thing to do and engage with flesh and blood, but it's just like, why do we have to keep asking for CC decks like that people can buy? Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. Me and Isaac literally did that thing you were talking about. Like, Oh, just play with 20 health, 60 card hero decks. And then, all right, we get it. Let's, let's fucking level up Isaac. Let's play the big boy game, you know? This and it was a shit ton of fun. Over. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. There was nothing yeah. wrong with it. There was good cards in those decks. They weren't like the best decks ever, but like, you could play them, you could learn to play, and you move up from there. You understand which cards are better than others and how it plays with how you, you know, how your game style or, you know, style of gameplay uh, is as a player, you know. And it's it's just seems, yeah, i just still confused. Like, have happy to help figure out a attack action podcast cc deck <laughs> uh, i would also love it if they did something like outrageous you know what i mean in those decks just like i don't know you're creating auras and each aura is a different verse in the song and once you get three of them out there then your song pops off and something magical happens or something like that you know yeah, something okay. like really, really unique. Your opponent that. goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and loses a turn. Vicious mockery. They get minus one uh, intellect for the next turn. You know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we didn't even talk about the bard that much. I think I was hoping there was going to be more interesting mechanics around what a bard is, not just a new type of action called a song, like. To mm. me, that feels just very yeah. underwhelming. Underwhelming, yeah. Like I remember, we have, people have been talking about Bard for ages, and it's like I've seen so many cool ideas. We've talked about like, oh, if you pitch like one of each color, like that's like a chord, and that will do a thing. You know, it's like these different things that you could like associate like the playing of music to the mechanics of the game, um, in just really fun ways and. You know, maybe there's other cards that do that. So, you know, I don't want to speak too soon, but like 
all of these cards are just song of something. And it's just a bard action. That's a song. It doesn't attack. It just does a thing that helps everybody else out, creates you copper, which, you know, I guess eventually you can play the final act as a one for seven. If you crack all your copper and pitch a bunch of cards, <laughs> like, but it's just, it just seems very, you know, I yeah. just, it just seemed like yeah, such a, a rich mechanic would have been cool. Yeah. A rich theme that just, so far, I'm just not seeing it other than I can smash my violin on someone and that's funny. <laughs> it is cool yeah. that I included that part. I I still, I mean, you know, I'm going to hold final judgments mm-hmm. until I get my hands on this product for sure because it, it feels like and looks like it could be like uh, really fun for sure. Um you know, and I'm excited for that. And I hate putting a butt in here, but it's like, you know, I just want to know who this is targeted to. So if, if this is for you, if you're like, this is the thing I've been waiting for, leave a comment below. I would love to hear it. Yeah. And yeah. why, you know, I'm sure there are people who want this and I, <clears throat> I'm stoked for them. I'm excited to try it. I think the other thing we didn't mention too was like the whole social play kit uh, idea that LSS is also kind of releasing mm, right, alongside right. this, where rather than just armory promo kits, they'll also be giving out social play kits that are geared towards uh, uh, game stores hosting social play events that are non-competitive and just for fun. And I think... <clears throat> That that is a really cool thing. Um, Absolutely, I I'm curious if that only means UPF because, like I said, the the game is fun. So if you just took out like the competitive part of it and just let people like hang out and have fun, um, rather than worry about XP and all this other shit, like you know, <clears throat> it it could be a nice a nice way to interact with the game. Um, but I you know they they are trying. I'm excited to see them try different things and try to support, you know, a, the other half of the player base. It's just like, I like this game, but I, I play a couple times a week, so I'm not going to be national champion. And I just, you know, want to have a good time and it's hard to do that sometimes. Yeah, I do. I do like the social play aspect just because like, that was one of the things with armories is that there's always a, finals there's always prizing there's always xp and there were additional incentives to getting xp certain times of the year so removing all those things to where a player can finally just like relax and play some games um i think it's really really great oh one last thing i wanted to point out about this set um before we wrap up is that it did introduce like a bunch of new mechanics to the game and all of these cards are legal. I don't know how much of an effect any of them is going to have yet, but it's pretty wild to just throw in like new card types and new mechanics and all this stuff that in the future could have like a huge impact. Um, The card or the card type I'm mostly referring to just at the moment is block the guardian block card. Um, which is like not impressive. It's underwhelming, right? But it just is like a blue blocks for three and it's a block card. So any effects that 
have to do with attack action cards or action cards or any like restrictions on any other cards do not affect this. And in the future, you could see um, maybe more impressive or more beneficial cards being printed as block cards. And they would entirely get around, um, you know, certain uh, very important restrictions or mechanics. Yeah, yeah, that currently exist. We're going to need a new dagger, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> we need a new yeah. dagger. <laughs> so you know that's that's kind of cool, um, or maybe cool in the future. There's just like a bunch of things that uh, yeah aren't fleshed out yet, but are you know could be cool someday. Absolutely. I also really liked the tower new keyword, where it's just like if this tag is freaking huge, <laughs> there's extra payoff for you, it's, baby. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, well done. You got it to over 13. Like, damn. Yeah. You're right. That just crushes their equipment. Like achievement unlocked. Yeah. Achievement. <laughs> yeah. Side quest completed. Uh, I I am excited for the new tiger stuff too. I think these cards are cool. Growl mm. when this attacks the next crouching tiger. You play this turn. This combat chain gets plus one, zero for three. Go again. Love that. And uh, mauling key. They also have like really cool art. These are maybe my two favorite arts combo. When this hits, if crouching tiger was the last attack, this combat chain deal one damage to each opposing hero, and it's a one for five. Block nice. for three. Dope. Little finishing combo, just win the whole game. What are you gonna do now? Civic duty. <laughs> That's what I said. Duty, you know, or whatever. Your song protecting you. There's just a I mean, if we're gonna talk trash, I would be into it. I can do that. <laughs> Your threats do not compute, citizen. <clears throat> Please stop. <laughs> I love that. I love that Brevin is the RoboCop when <laughs> Professor is literally building a RoboCop suit. <laughs> he just has that RoboCop energy, though. Like they called him Civic Defender. They did this. Yeah. Well, his artwork too. He's like skin is like a little too smooth. You know what I mean? He looks fake, like a Ken uh, doll. He's from Solana. What can we say? Yeah. I like the guy he's Evo Energy Matrix just has like cool tech bro beard <laughs> in his mech suit. And it's yeah. funny. I also like that the legs, the rapid fire legs are just like weirdly smooth where everything else has all these like, you know, pipes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like, these are just legs. Don't worry about them. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> they remind me of like, uh, uh, like a 60s black and white sci-fi thing, you know? Where it's like obviously a person in some like uh cardboard piping or something, you know, walking around. Love it. So <clears throat> we'll see. The other okay, the last the last thing I'll say, I just find it really funny that under key dates on the article, you know, product release article, is uh a is it worth is it worth it to buy episode from Tolarian Community College on Wednesday, October fourth, where it's like do you think there's a chance he's like, nah, it's not worth it to buy this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I fucking hope so, man. <laughs> this was your idea. 
I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't like it that much. I'm now full of regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens. Design, design is hard, you know. You don't always <laughs> get what you thought when you started, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Hopefully someone buys this and I don't have to. <laughs> Uh, that yeah, code for Colin's gonna buy it. <laughs> yeah, I hope to. I hope to get to play it someday. Yeah, knowing knowing yeah. my local players, someone's buying it for sure, and just gotta make sure I get there early to play or stay late to play. There you go. Well, uh, we all have uh, other things to do in our life, so I'm going to end this with "Song of the Rosen Matador." Yeah, and now you have a vigor token, so you're full of vigor for the rest of your activities. I feel mm. it. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks, man. Why is that hey, bird no riding problem. a bull? Hey, <laughs> don't think too hard about it. <laughs> All right, goodbye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Don't get messed with the bull. Get the. Let's get the bard. Get the bard.